once. I've heard me say, uh, it's a repeat of somebody that I grew up listening to, but he says, when you're faithful, 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 then you'll be fruitful. And if we look in all the examples in the Bible, we see men and women who were faithful for a long period of time, and then the fruitful came. And understand that that is something that God is working in our lives. He's creating that in our lives, but through the adversity, we get stronger. I've been uh, back in the gym again, trying to lift a little bit, trying to run a little bit, and I want to tell you that there's a supernatural, natural correlation between exercise and adversity. As exercise is to the body, adversity is to the soul. And there are some mornings I wake up and I'm really sore. I don't want to go. There's some days I wake up really hungry, right? Amen. Most days. <laughs> Come on. Can I get an amen? Right? But as I, I'm, I'm back in a journey of discipline, I'm realizing that there's a natural supernatural correlation. How many believe that everything in the natural has a supernatural correlation? And we can look for it everywhere. The, the theme that Ben alluded to earlier was the theme that was brought uh, to our attention by VBS and Kristen in that God is everywhere and there's opportunity to see him in everything. And so if our eyes are open to watch for God, we will see him move. But if our eyes are not open to watch for God, we won't see him move because we're oblivious to it. We see opportunity all around us. But adversity is the thing that is our adverse university. Adverse university. How many have been through adversity, adversity university? How many are currently enrolled in Adversity University? Amen. God, God allows things to come into our lives to cause issue and problems. The Bible says in this life you will have trouble. So that's why faithfulness is so important. So we, we talk about faithfulness as it pertains to being a fruit, Right? It's one of the fruit of the Spirit, but yet it's the thing that activates the faithfulness, is faithfulness. And so what activates our faith in God, what activates the fruit of the Spirit, is spending time with the Spirit. And so we have to be faithful to spend time in the, with the Spirit, right? And so it's like this, it's like this wheel, this, this, this round thing. It keeps going around and around. We have to be faithful to spend time with God. And as a result, there's faithfulness. So faithfulness is a result of being with the faithful. Faithfulness is a result of being with the one who gives you faithfulness. Thus, us realizing once again that God removed us from the equation to set us at the center of the equation. (sighs) 
Even our faithfulness is a fruit of spending time with the faithful. So those of you who think, I've been so faithful for all these years, I'm so faithful only because the Spirit has enabled you to be faithful. So stop, being, stop boasting in it. What does faithfulness do? Faithfulness activates God's favor in your life and ultimately produces a fruitful life. Number two, yet faithfulness is a fruit itself. We are fruitful to connect, we are faithful to connect with Jesus and we develop faithfulness. Number three, faithfulness or slash consistency is the breeding ground for trust. Faithfulness is the breeding ground for trust. I have been with my beautiful bride for 26 years. We learned just the other day, it's 50, how many, 57? 57 years for one of our council members and her husband. 57 years of faithful marriage. It's amazing. Oh, Lord, let me be there. But I've been with my wife for 26 years, and in those early years, we were faithful, and we established consistency, and then through that consistency, we established trust. We began to trust one another. Not just trust that we would come home at the end of the day, but we began to trust one another with our lives. Knowing that I could be vulnerable and speak truth about what I'm dealing with and trusting her that as I'm faithful to talk about how I really am, that I would trust that her response would not be something that would tear me down or rip me apart. So that faithfulness is the breeding ground for trust. Think about that in your sphere of influence. Think about that as you lead people. Think about that in, in, in your, at your job or at your school. As you are faithful, as you are consistent, you are setting the tone and breeding trust. And people can begin to trust you. So faithfulness breeds trust. Trust breeds respect. Well, I've trusted that person, and they've been faithful, and I have a respect for them that I never knew was possible. And respect, respect breeds intimacy. And in that ability to be intimate with one another, not that way, but just intimately sharing our hearts, sharing our lives, right, we begin to see things that we could never see before. And that intimacy begins to bring a security. And then that security breeds more love. And that love breeds a healthy relationship. And good relationships breed a healthy quality of life. But see, we skip all of that. We as human beings, we want to skip all of that. We want to go right to the healthy relationship. We want to go right to the relationship. We want to go right to the quality of life. We want to get right to the good stuff, right? It's just like why we have hot pockets in our freezer. We want to get right to the good stuff. We don't want to wait to order pizza. We don't want to wait to cook the pizza. We want to stick the hot pocket in the oven, microwave oven, and have it in less than 30 seconds, right? 
We want it now. And our culture has developed this this idea that we can get right to healthy relationships and right to quality of life by skipping all that other stuff. But it starts with faithfulness. There are going to be times in your life when someone wants to have a relationship or you want to have a relationship with them and what they're looking for is just you showing up on time. They're just looking for you to show up and do what you said you're going to do. There's been years of my wife's just like, I just want them to take out the trash. Praise the Lord. I just want him to put his clothes away when they're folded. You see, I had a magic box growing up, and this magic box was in the corner of my room. And I would take off my dirty clothes, and I'd place them in the magic box, and the magic box would disappear for a day, and then those clothes would show up, show up folded in my drawers the next day. It was wonderful. I don't know how it was done. I don't know what happened. But when I moved out, the magic box didn't go with me. (laughs) And it was like two or three weeks into this marriage thing, I'm like, the magic box isn't working. What's going on? You got to put your own clothes away. All right. 26 years later, we're still learning that lesson. How many know that if you're going to go through something, you need to grow through it or you're going to keep going through it, right? So faithfulness is the breeding ground for trust. Trust breeds respect. Respect breeds intimacy. Intimacy breeds a security. Security breeds more love. Love breeds relationship, and relationship breeds a quality of life. It's not going to happen overnight, There are people who want to get involved with what you are doing and they want to show up on your doorstep and say, I'm here, I'm all in, I'm all about you. I want to be with you and do what you, and then two weeks later, they're gone with the wind. We've experienced that in ministry. We've experienced that in life. Oh, I want to be your best friend. Oh, I'm going to be there for you. But how many know the people that are there are people who were faithful? Faithful. My relationship with Ben started out as me coming in as a leader, and he was hurt. He had some hurts. But you know what? He showed up in my office. And then he showed up again. And then we found our favorite wing spot. Amen? And then relationship developed. Hey, listen, nothing wrong with relationships built upon chicken wings. And I know now, I know now that I have a relationship because of his faithfulness and my faithfulness. But it took time. The Bible says that favor in the big things follows faithfulness in the little things. Read it. Matthew 25, 21. And so now that we have an understanding of what faithfulness is and what faithfulness isn't, right? Because there's some things that it's not. I want you to know that God is looking for the faithful. God is looking for the faithful here in Boulder City. 
God is looking for the faithful in Henderson. God is looking for the faithful in Las Vegas and to the uttermost parts of the earth, God is looking for the faithful. Proverbs 20 verse six says it like this. Many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? And when you find When God finds that person who is truly reliable, he will give you strength for the journey. So as you are sitting here saying, I am faithful, Lord. As you are in your own situation and you're saying, God, I'm being faithful to you. Strengthen my faithfulness as I'm spending time with you. Are you catching the picture? I'm spending time with you and you're building faithfulness in me. 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order. Why? To strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So as you establish faithfulness in your life, know that God is looking all over the earth for those who would say, yes, yes, yes. And as you say yes to him, he will begin to strengthen you for the journey. Because like we talked about earlier, adversity is coming. So God will strengthen you for the journey. So when you are going through hard times, let's just raise our hand again. Who has recently been through or currently going through or expecting to go through a hard time? Amen. Almost everybody in the room. When you are going through hard times, People are watching to see if you are still going to trust the Lord. We talked about Job last week. Really, Job? All of your herds are dead. Your land is barren. Really? Why would you trust God? Why? Why would you continue to trust? People are watching you. And they're seeing the hardship that you're going through. And they're wondering when you're going to curse God and die. And run the other direction. People are watching to see if you're still going to trust God. Leaders are watching to see if you're ready for the next level. When I was in boot camp in 1990... A long time ago, right? Graduated from high school in 89. I went to boot camp in 1990. And I, this, okay, this is as transparent as I'm ever going to get. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? First day, you, they, they, they make you change out of your civilian clothes and you're boxing them up and you say, they say, send these clothes home to your mommy and your daddy. And then they put on, you put on your, your Navy uniform, your dungarees, and they keep you up all hours of the night. You know, we were up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Then they let you finally go to bed, and then 3.30 that first night, they come in with a trash can, and they're banging it, right? So you've maybe gotten an hour of sleep. Your mind's racing. And in my whole life, I suffered and continue to suffer from migraine headaches, and so day two of my Navy boot camp experience, I got a severe migraine headache. And, and I'm talking about the kind of migraine headache where if you don't 
lay down in a quiet, dark room and sleep, it's not going away. It will stay with you until you can experience that. So I had this horrible migraine headache. And I don't know if I want to share this. I called my mommy. I called my mommy. I said, Mom, I have the worst headache. And they won't let me sleep. And I'm so tired. And it's so hard. And then once she said, oh, baby, that's when it really came out, right? How many of you guys wait for that from your mom? Oh, baby. Oh, mom, it's so hard. <laughs> oh, mom. And then my mom said this. Be strong. Be strong. Everything will be okay, right? So I went to bed. They let me sleep. Right? They, 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 they knew I had a real headache, so they let me sleep. I woke up the next day, and the company that I was assigned to had moved on. Now, I was in the middle of, you know, the leadership selection and all that stuff that they do very first day. And so I kind of had an idea of what this new company was about to do because they threw me into a new company that had just gotten there. Right? So I had a couple days' experience. And so I'm, I'm in the mix with this new company, and I knew that they were going to choose uh, RCPO, Recruit Chief Petty Officer. And he was the guy that, he was the leader. And I had just spoke with my mommy, so I was full of strength, right? My mommy had set me straight. So, so they said, they said who, is, who, who would like to help lead this, this group of men? And, of course, they were waiting for the guys to raise their hand because those were the guys that were the first ones that were off the list, right? But I didn't know that. I'm a natural-born leader. I have lots of skills, and I think I can help this company become all that it's supposed to be. Two hands. Pick me. I'm your guy. How many have ever experienced someone in your life that's like that. And you're just like, look, I just want you to, I just want you to hang out with me for a little while. I'm your man. Anything you need, I'm the guy who'll take care of it for you. Look at me, right? That was my motivation that, that second or third day of boot camp. And they saw right through it. And they chose another guy and they said, Dolby, we got a job for you. <laughs> Are you ready for it? You're going to be the assistant laundry petty officer. <laughs> and your job is to make sure that the laundry gets clean so that the laundry petty officer gets the glory. Well, all right. That stinks. <laughs> but I learned a hard lesson that, that day, and that lesson continued on through boot camp. And I began to be faithful. And I would go, I would collect the laundry, and I would double time it, run to the, to the laundromat or whatever it was called. And then I would grab the bags and I would double time it back. And I'm going to show them I'm going to be the best assistant laundry petty officer they've ever seen, right? Yes. So myself and the laundry petty officer were we're walking back because the laundry petty officer said, oh, this load's just too heavy. We can't run. we got to walk. So we're walking. Oh. 
and we got stopped. Why aren't you running? And he said, tell, tell him why we're not running. Threw me under the bus, right? Well, we're not running because it's heavy. What? So they pulled what's called your demerit, chit, and it made it back to the company commander, and I got pulled in. Now, the laundry petty officer is a recruit just like me. So I walk into the office, and the laundry petty officer and the two company commanders are sitting there with their arms folded. And the company commander said to the laundry petty officer, tell him, well, it was your decision to walk and not run. So you're going to be in trouble. And they sent me to a thing called marching party. And all night long, Phil, completely dressed in my, my navy blues and everything I owned in a sea bag on my back, they worked us out for about six hours with the heat cranked up all the way. They said, we're going to be here until the windows start to sweat. And I learned that moment that no matter how faithful I am, people will still hurt me. People will lie. People will say things that aren't true. Have you experienced that in your life? But it doesn't stop us from being faithful because it's in that faithfulness that God begins to say, I can trust him and he can trust me. And I will do great things through that person. The importance of faithfulness. Noah in Genesis 6 through 9 was faithful to believe the coming judgment God had spoken and the promise that God had make, made to him to save his family. Sidebar. Matthew 24, 37 says this. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in the days of Noah. Are you about the Father's business this morning? If you're not, you better be. Number two, Rahab the prostitute, who is in Jesus' lineage. Rahab the prostitute trusted God to protect her family when the Israelites destroyed Jericho. Joshua 6. Gideon's mustard seed faith routed an entire army. Abraham and Sarah believed against all evidence that they would have a child. Genesis 21, 1 through 34. Pause. I'm going to talk about something that I title the fruit of momentary unfaithfulness. We've all had those moments of momentary unfaithfulness where we make a mistake or we do something on our own will, where we say, if I just kind of figure out what maybe think God is doing and I try to figure out, do it my way, and uh, maybe that'll be God's way, right? How many have experienced that? I'm waiting for God, but I'm going to try to make it my own. So Abraham was not faithful because he chose to do things his own way. How many know the story? Abraham was with his made servant Hagar, and said, okay, Sarah and Abraham agreed, maybe that's how God wants you to, to have a child, is by having it with someone else. And so Ishmael was born. And God's like, that is not what I said. Not what I said. I said, you and Sarah are going to have a child. And so Ishmael is born. Listen to this. This is the fruit of momentary unfaithfulness. One decision, one brief decision made in, in, in an hour of desperation, 
trying to enforce or force the will of God, not waiting. What's the Bible say about waiting? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up as wings as eagles, right? But Abraham decided to take things into his own hands, and this is the fruit of that. The Islamic tradition says Abraham was ordered by God to take Hagar and Ishmael to Mecca. And later, Abraham returned to Mecca to build the Kaaba. This is Islamic tradition. This is the most holy place. The Islamic tradition is Ishmael is the son of promise. How many know that there is issue with Islam today? Not just, not just that, but an, a, a religion of billions of people. Why? Because Abraham decided to do it his way. What is the fruit of your momentary unfaithfulness? Can God forgive it? Absolutely. Can God take you where you are and put you on a course to get you where he wants you to be? Absolutely. But if you think you're not going to suffer consequences because of a moment of unfaithfulness, you're crazy. Do we trust God because of what he does or do we trust God because who he is? So many people trust God because of what he does. But they've never discovered who he really is and why we truly trust him. So the ask this morning is, do you trust God? Because in that trust is where you can begin to be faithful to him. We're all given an opportunity to choose. You say, well, if, if God in his infinite wisdom would have just made everybody love him, we wouldn't have all the problems that we have today. How many have ever been asked or forced to love somebody or show respect to somebody when you didn't feel it? Can anybody relate to that? You will respect me. I am this, so you will love me. You will respect me. Do you think God really wanted a world full of robots who would do cartwheels and flips at his command? God wants people who will choose to love him. <clears throat> and in that choice, they will live lives that will have consequences. In that choice, they will live lives of purpose that God can use to reach other people. So you are here this morning, and God is saying to you, this is the crossroads for you. Will you trust me? You've tried everything else, and it hasn't worked. The Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. So if you're here this morning, and you've never trusted Jesus and you want to know about this faithfulness that just seems so high and lofty, I would encourage you this morning to say yes. Just say yes right where you are in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind. Just say yes. Yes. And if you say yes to Jesus this morning, he says yes to you right now. And the Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one person who was lost is found. Think about that. 
Would you do us a favor if you say yes this morning? Would you take that tear off in your bulletin and where it says, I said yes this morning, just check that and either give it to me or to Ben or another staff person, my wife, or maybe even put it in the prayer box in the lobby. And if you've said yes and you've been coming for a little while and you want to be baptized right underneath that says, I want to be baptized, would you check that box and do the same thing? And we will start a faith journey that will be life transformational for you, amen? And you have a family of people all around you who will love you unconditionally and will be here for you. It's called community, and we're here for one another. God is on the move at Christian Center Church and in Boulder City and in Henderson and Las Vegas and all around the world. Taste and see and watch what God does. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. If God is for you, who can be against you? If God is on your side, whom shall you fear? May you be like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water whose leaf will not wither and who yields its fruit in season. And whatsoever you do, say it if you know it, it shall prosper. God bless you guys. Have the best week ever. We love you very much. Look at these hands.